You're listening to the Parents of Hardworking Teens podcast episode 43, setting up good study habits early in high school and what to do if your teen's further along but doesn't have these in place yet. I'm Katie Jones, and with over 15 years in education as an award-winning high school teacher, international external examiner, and as a study coach, I've helped thousands of students skyrocket their results and confidence. And this podcast is where I share all my insights, tactics, and tips with you, the parent, so you can help your hardworking team get happy, smart, and successful in their study, and have you both enjoy the journey along the way. This is the Parents of Hardworking Teens podcast. Hello, VIPs. I hope you are doing really well. I've got to say, I am really enjoying getting a lot of your emails right now. It kind of goes like that. Often we we always get emails, but sometimes there just seems to be a bit of a flurry for a week or two where we get loads. And these past couple of weeks have been like that. And I have been replying to quite a few of them personally. And I just love hearing about how this podcast is helping you and your teens. And I love getting your questions because it tells me what to deliver more of for you and for students in my trainings and coaching. And I really enjoy being able to reply with solutions or tips or trainings that I know can help because many of the issues or challenges are things that I believe because I've seen it over and over can be overcome or improved. So I'm actually going to read out one of these emails because it's what actually spurred me into making this particular episode right now this week. Because I've been thinking about making an episode about starting high school, how to start your teen on the right track, getting good study habits, building the skills that I talk about so often, getting those in place early on. Because I know from when I run webinars or send out surveys or just from your emails that many of you are here listening with teens in the lower year groups and picking up info and tips, trying to lay some solid foundations ahead of those higher year groups that I really do focus in on. Because I always say that my trainings, my coaching are most suited to students in years 9 to 12 or 10 to 13, depending on which year group your education system um, goes up to before uni but especially in those external examination years. So I know that there are lots of you who are super committed, who are being proactive and being here, getting this now. And I recently got this email, which gave me the push to get on and make this for you right now. So this parent wrote, love your advice and podcasts. Just a pity that we have to wait till they get to year nine for your course. My year seven boy can already relate to many of the challenges that you mentioned. Wouldn't it be great to learn these strategies from the start rather than having to correct bad habits later? And the answer, of course, is yes. (laughs) So I thought I'd expand on what I think those key strategies are and how you can do it with your teen. And before I do, I also kind of want to explain my reasons for recommending Year 9 and above to get your teen in on the 10-week grade transformation program. Because I do need to let you know that I do have a few keen and ambitious (laughs) Year 8 students enroll. And I have actually had two Year 7 students over the many years that I've been running this, which I don't recommend, but I will expand on 
that a little bit more in a second. Because there's no actual rule when you can enroll your teen. I don't ask for their birth certificate at enrollment or anything like that. But it's my recommendation and a guide to help you and your teen make the best decision. So the reason for the specific year groups that I mentioned is because in the 10-week grade transformation program, I do a lot of training in the skills and tasks that are required more in those later high school years. So things like exam technique, note-taking, higher-level assignments like essays and independent inquiries or research reports. And in particular, I also focus a lot on the higher level commands and criteria like analysis and evaluate. And these really come into play in a big way in years nine and above. And I say in a big way, but it's not actually done explicitly. Students aren't sat down and told, okay, this is year nine or this is year 10. We're not just describing and explaining anymore. You need to be analyzing. And here's exactly what the difference is. I wish they did do that, (laughs) but students are instead just expected to grow and evolve into these and to get what's happening, which honestly, most don't. I definitely didn't as a student. And it's just because they don't know and really they don't know what they don't know. And another reason I recommend the 10WGT for year nine upwards is because I'll use a lot of real life examples in it and we practice with real exam questions, real essay titles. And in my life coaching as well, there's going to be students who are bringing their own assessments to get coached on. And I wouldn't ever want any younger student to feel overwhelmed or for anything to add to their worry or stress about their study by maybe feeling a little bit out of their depth. So if your teen is in, let's say, extension or accelerated classes, then yes, they may well be getting set some of those types of tasks earlier than year nine or 10. And I will also say when I called up one mum, this was a couple of years ago now, when I saw that she'd enrolled her daughter and she'd told me in a follow-up email that her daughter was in year seven. So I actually gave her a call just to double check that she knew everything I just shared with you. And she said, yes, I totally know. I just want her to have some of these key things in place early, even if she just gets half of it right now, then it's worth it. And you know your teen better than I do. If you really want your teen to get a head start and you think that is the best move for them right now, if they're starting to need some of these specific skills, some of the higher level tasks and assessments are being set for them, then you are welcome to go for it. I am not going to say you cannot do it and they cannot learn these tasks or I should say these skills right now. But generally, I would recommend waiting till year nine or 10 upwards. And while you're waiting, use this podcast to get ahead of the game. So when I was preparing for this episode, I was brainstorming and trying to distill down what I think from my almost 17 years now of experience in high school teaching. I remember when I really wanted to be 17 years old. (laughs) You know how you have an age when you're growing up that you think is just the coolest age to be? 17 was that age for me. So To say I've been teaching for almost 17 years is a little bit crazy, but from all of that experience, I was considering what I think are the most important and useful skills and habits for students to develop early on in high school that are going to really serve them. And I did decide on my top three, which I'm going to share with you in a moment, but what I really realized was that the most important thing, I don't think you could even call it a skill, it's more like a competence almost 
the most important thing overall was about building awareness. That's what I noticed when I was going through everything. So for students to actually get what is going on (laughs) with their study. And when I say with their study, I mean the stuff they're being actually set at school, how it's worded, what it really means. But I also mean what they are doing in their study, how they're tackling those tasks. If a task is taking way too long, figuring out why that is. If they're stuck with something, what specifically is keeping them stuck? Is it knowing what? something requires or is it knowing how to do it? If they're procrastinating, if they're feeling overwhelmed or stressed, what specifically is causing that and why? That's what I believe is the most important thing overall. It's awareness. Because I see so many students moving through high school without really realizing what is going on? (laughs) Why is this question worded that way? What is it really asking? And to be clear, that was definitely me as a student. I did everything I was being told to. I was a bit of a goody two-shoes. I was definitely a rule follower. (laughs) I kind of still am. But really, rarely knowing or understanding what was actually happening and why and how to be more strategic about things. I didn't have any of that. And I know now that I just kind of went through everything a little bit blind, really. I had no idea how important the wording of the question was. I didn't know there were two parts to academic success, the knowledge and the application of that knowledge. I did a lot of the hand in and hope. I did a lot of throwing spaghetti at the wall in terms of writing everything I knew, hoping some of it would get some marks. And I didn't really have any intentional strategies. I did make some up for myself along the way, and some of them did work well for me. But it was guesswork, really. It was trial and error or trial and improvement, as it is called these days. But I do think this is the case for many students still today. And quick side story, on one of my recent group coaching calls, I was coaching on overwhelm (laughs) that a few students there were feeling. Obviously, we were getting to the latter part of the term right then. And that's, of course, when all of the assessments are in full flow or even due in and when end of term exams are getting closer. But when I coached a student directly on this, she couldn't give me any specifics. I wanted to get into the nitty gritty with her on some of her tasks and time because real life solutions, I think, need real life examples to really work with. But even though she felt like, yeah, some tasks are taking longer than they should, when I asked her, okay, let's get into that. Tell me one task where that has happened for you recently. She couldn't come up with one. (laughs) And when I asked her specifically what is causing you stress right now in terms of maybe a specific task or even just a general issue, she didn't know. And so really the first step for her was about getting specific so that she could build her self-awareness and knowledge of what's really going on here. She wasn't using, I did get into this, (laughs) she wasn't using the task and time management system that I taught her in Catapult 2 of the 10WGT. It's called the throw out the to-do list system. And so that was what I sent her away to do. If she started actually using it, actioning it, not just learning about it, then she She'd quickly figure out what was causing her stress, where her time is being taken up, what's taking longer than anticipated, where she's getting stuck. And then we can solve for those things. In fact, the system will kind of solve it for her, but she'll also discover and become aware along the way 
of the details or what's really happening. Her awareness and clarity will skyrocket. So I really want to share this with you. I want to invite you to look at the three things that I'm going to share here with the purpose of building awareness for your teen, especially in those early years, if possible. Not necessarily having your teen become perfect at these, but using them as a way to have your teen build knowledge and understanding of how they are studying, what's working, what isn't, where their strengths and areas for improvement are, because that's when they then feel more in control, are more able to take action to change or adapt or improve things if they want to or where they need to. So the first skill or habit I think it would be great to have your teen build early on in high school is to schedule outcomes. I went into detail on this back in episode five, so definitely check that out if you haven't already. And the reason I think that this is so important is because I hear so many parents and students talk about getting a study routine or being overwhelmed by big tasks or thinking that just having a weekly routine will mean that no deadlines are ever going to creep up and everything is always going to feel calm. Now, I can totally see how having certain hours that your teen spends studying, maybe before or after dinner or on certain days, can be helpful to know. And I do know that many schools or teachers do set homework on certain days of the week. But I think we also all know that that never works out perfectly. Sometimes maybe they're going to get stuck on their math homework. And even though they set an hour for it each Tuesday after dinner, they've gotten stuck 15 minutes into it. And now they need to go see the teacher tomorrow to get help. And so now they're going to have to finish it on Wednesday. But Wednesday is when they have soccer practice after school, etc, etc, etc. And then, of course, maybe they get an art task that actually takes up hours, but only happens once a term. Or one week their science homework takes them 15 minutes, but the next it takes two hours. And plus, I don't want students spending, you know, an hour studying in inverted commas for no real reason other than it's on their weekly planner. And that's because in my experience, just studying for the sake of it, not necessarily if using effective techniques or with a specific outcome in mind is not the best use of their time. So the issue here is not time management or needing a study routine as such. It's task management. So scheduling outcomes is what I prefer students to master for themselves, knowing what they're going to produce, what they're going to get done, and how long it's going to take them. Now, I use the throw out the to-do list system myself, and I train students to use it because, of course, we can't actually manage or control time. We can only manage and control ourselves and the outcomes we produce and how we schedule them. So I really want students to build awareness around how long tasks really take them, how to break down and chunk down big tasks. I want them to be able to have a clear plan of attack that they can develop for themselves so they're not always relying maybe on scaffolds or planners that are given to them so that they don't feel overwhelmed and they don't end up procrastinating or working maybe in an unfocused way, in a distracted way. Because I want them to realize, oh, I predicted that would take me half an hour, but it actually took me an hour. Why was that? Was it because I got distracted or was I really focused and it actually does take longer than I thought? That's just good to know for future, right? Could I work on therefore being more focused or do I just need to now allow more time in future for whatever that type of task was? 
Maybe I need to have a plan for what happens if I get stuck. Maybe this is why I need to get homework done the day it's set rather than the night before. Or what is the root cause, the real reason why some things end up being last minute? Students who do have this awareness are much more able to strategically plan and stick to their plan because it is more accurate, more reasonable, and they have go-to strategies to solve for hurdles and therefore they feel more in control and they're going to get less overwhelmed and stressed. Okay, the second skill or habit is identifying command words and latching onto the fact that there are two elements to the study success formula. Knowledge plus application equals success. Because so many students, totally understandably, think that education and, let's say more specifically, performance and achievement in exams and assessments is all about subject knowledge. But if you have been with me for any amount of time now, you know that they have to be able to put that knowledge across in the way that the questional task requires and the mark scheme demands. Those are skills and skills can be learned. This is why I teach this in the very first tutorial in Catapult 1 of the 10-week program. Academic success is not just about learning more and more information. That is only half of it. So the subject content is important, but I want students to see as soon as possible that in high school and more and more as you move up through the year groups, that it is just as much about being able to communicate that knowledge and information in the way that achieves criteria, in a way that actually answers the question, or at least it is if they want it to show up in their results. And then thirdly, I'd say that a great skill to build early on would be around transforming information, whether that's learning the information, understanding it, or just revising information. So I cover this in Catapults 3 and 5 in the 10WGT when I train students in ninja note-taking and revision that actually works. Because like we mentioned just now, so many students understandably but mistakenly think that school and education is all about learning information. And they tend to think that just having that information written down, therefore, in some way is going to be enough. Or they think that they need to just get down every piece of information just in case because that is what is going to make a difference to their results. So I see lots of students copying out or typing up information, copying a diagram into their books, writing pages and pages of notes. But in order for our brains to process and therefore understand and retain information, we need to transform that information in some way from its original format into a new format. So that could be by condensing notes rather than copying them out word for word. Even better, though, is to actually show that information in a different way than the way it was actually written. So turning a paragraph explanation of maybe a process in science into, let's say, a flow diagram. That would work well. Turning a timeline in history into a series of quick sketches of those events. And notice I say quick sketches. These are stick people, basic shapes, not amazing artworks, because these things should actually usually 
be faster than copying out the whole thing anyhow. Often when students are copying out in full, that's taking them way more time than condensing or transforming. And it doesn't even mean that they're understanding or retaining the information. It does, however... Unfortunately, this isn't a good thing. It gives them a false sense of security because they've got it written down so they think they know it. They think they've covered it. That's why I like using analogies and frameworks and models to show or explain things because it simplifies them. It transforms that information into a different format because there are plenty of things that I don't understand at all. but I could easily copy out notes on or copy a diagram of. For example, it could be, I don't know, I have no idea, let's say, of how a car engine works. I really don't. I could not explain it. But I could copy out a diagram. I could copy out a textbook explanation of it. But it doesn't mean that I know it. It doesn't mean I understand it. Copying out doesn't do anything except take up time and give us a record to refer to because students feel like, oh, but I've got something to refer to now. But if we didn't understand it in the first place, that's not necessarily going to help us. It just gives us a false sense of knowing it or like I said, it's more like covering it. So stopping any copying out and instead transforming information would be the third thing I think students can do at any stage of their high school education that will set them up for success. So for those of you with teens or tweens in the lower year groups, I hope you find these three things helpful. And if your teen is higher up through high school already and not doing some of these things, let me tell you, it is never too late to start. Even tiny changes can make a big difference at any time. And like I said, I train your teen in all of these skills and more in the 10WGT. These are really just some of the foundational parts. But please don't enroll them in like week one of high school because you want them to be prepared. I totally get it if that's you or that thought has crossed your mind, but it won't be the most beneficial timing. They just won't be needing or coming across or seeing some of the exam technique stuff or the analytical style tasks and won't be getting the sorts of marking criteria that I get into in the program. So here is my simple recommendation. The 10WGT is aimed at students in years 9 to 12, 10 to 13. The earlier they get this training within that bracket, the better. But it is never too late for them to make a difference. So if your teen is in year 12 right now or year 13 right now, they can absolutely get this on board before their finals. So if you are one of the committed parents or carers here getting a head start, awesome work. Good on you. I will look forward to hopefully seeing your teen in the 10WGT in a year or two's time. And for all of you, I really recommend getting these three skill sets in place to not only help your teen experience more success and less stress in their study, but also to really help them, like I said, build awareness around their study. Have a brilliant week, everyone, and I'll talk to you again next week. If you're ready to have your teen achieve their best possible results with less stress, then I want to invite you to enroll them in the 10-week grade transformation program, where they're going to learn the key concepts, skills, and strategies to catapult their performance in assessments and exams. It's risk-free. They either achieve bigger and better results with a whole lot more confidence in 10 weeks, or we refund you in full. 
Just head over to www.rocksolidstudy.com forward slash program and I'll see you there.